It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Well, Johnny's not in here again today. Ed Peak yesterday did a great job filling in on Wednesday, so it's Thursdays with Tony, and it's without a scoot. I got you here, but I have no John Spears. It's Tuesday and Thursday and no Spears. What are we going to do? Well, I guess we're going to do the show. You think we can make it? Whole yeah. hour. That's a that's a it's a big seat to fill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what today is. First of all, leap day. It sure is. And uh, every four years, and saw a great thing about that today. There's a lady in Oklahoma, Mary Lee Forsythe, who's a hundred years old today. She's had twenty five birthdays. You believe that? Good. Wow. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, that would be a weird day to have a birthday, and uh, I know there's a bunch of people out there that have them, but... Uh, I, uh, my grandma, I have an uncle whose birthday is on March 1st, and my grandma posted on Facebook this morning, she said, if it was a leap year, today would have been his birthday, so happy birthday today and tomorrow. I thought that was pretty funny. By the way, you're doing something today that John Spears has only done one time in his career, if I'm not mistaken, and that's doing a show on, on leap, leap day. day. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's always something new that happens, and uh, being in this chair, I really do enjoy this. It's still uh, a work in progress for me because <laughs> it's just totally different. It's like when I do the play-by-play on the games, and I will be doing the play-by-play tonight on the Big X at 7 o'clock. Uh, St. X Tigers and the Male Bulldogs playing in the 26th District Championship tonight. I know you had a you had a game last night. You did the Eastern Ballard game, and tonight... Oh. And back a week or a couple weeks ago, you did you saw St. X in Mel play. So on the Big X tonight, seven o'clock, be me and Matt Lynn, a junior at St. X, we'll be calling the game. And like I was saying, when I move into this chair, I move across from the seat when John's doing the show, and I'm just uh, I just join in as kind of a co-host. And most of the last twenty something years doing games with John, he's done the play by play. But now that he's with Bellarmine. Uh, He's on the road, and uh, I was with him the other night, Scoot, so got a little story to tell. Oh, I'm ready for this. So we went out after the St. X game last Friday night with some friends and had a couple different groups of friends at a local establishment, Shenanigans, I'll throw it in there. And uh, John looks over at one of the guys who's a very prominent businessman in the city of Louisville and says, hey, you have any contact for Nashville Predator tickets? I'm going to be in Nashville Tuesday. Bellarmine plays Wednesday night. Uh, unfortunately they lost last night, 90 to 74, mm. but, uh, he said, no, I don't. But one of the guys sitting with us says, oh yeah, I got a contact with the predators. Uh, God has, uh, you know, tickets. And John said, well, you have any ch- chance of getting them? Because yeah, he's a good friend. He he's owns a business done very well for himself. So I said, Hey, I'll go down with you. If you're going to go, I'll drive down on Tuesday. We'll, we'll go to predators game, go out music row. And so John goes, never thought of that. I said, well, I'll drive, and you don't even have to take the bus. So me and John drove down. We didn't have tickets. It was 5 o'clock. The guy, of course, our age, was having trouble mm-hmm. sending, uh, forwarding the tickets. They were in a suite. So we were in a suite at the Predators game, and we still didn't have tickets at about 5 o'clock. Finally, he goes, I figured it out. I got this <laughs> done. We were saying, you know, find a 20-year-old. They'll be able to do it. So we get the tickets. We go down. Of course, John's staying at the Bellman stays at Marriott's and really nice Marriott and, uh, Green Hills mall area in Nashville. If anybody knows that area. So we get down there, have a couple, have a couple cold ones, uh, call a lift. It's only about five minutes away, but at five o'clock in the afternoon, you know how long it takes to take a, t- a lift to get from 
five miles. Oh, it took it, it took us forever. The guy said, traffic down here is just so bad now. So we get our tickets. We head over, go to a little bar across the street, get something to eat, have beer. We go in. We walk into the suite. These guys are all from Dixie Highway, Holy Cross, Bishop David guys. And there's two guys in there. We introduce ourselves. And they go, oh, they, they knew our buddies, knew everybody. John goes, well, we'll pitch up for, you know, food and drink. They go, no, it's taken care of. We're like, okay, we're in a suite. Uh, everything's free. And I mean, and we're at the blue line. I mean, we're, we're not in the end zone or anything. Did you regret going to eat beforehand? Uh, well, they had sliders in, in the, in the, uh, box in the suite. And they're like, y'all got to eat some of these. And I go, what kind of beer you want? We're like, hey. so I'm in the restroom during the game. We're watching the Kentucky game, the Kentucky Mississippi state game. They have a television. These guys are big Kentucky fans. So mm-hmm. we're in there with them watching the game. And I had to use the restroom. I had a private restroom in there. And all of a sudden, I'm banging on the door. And I go, what's going on? The guy goes, get out of here, Tony. He goes, the dessert uh, cart is at the door. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, you can have ice cream, cake. Uh, they got all this stuff. There's about five people working it. And I'm like, give me that big piece of cake you got there. That looks like the best one. It's only one left. And uh, they gave me a piece. It was bigger than a – it was so big I couldn't eat it. So we watched the end of the Kentucky game. They're going nuts. People are looking at us like – Hey, are these guys insane? We're watching a hockey game, and the hockey game was unbelievable. I know it was four to one. Uh, Predators beat Ottawa Senators, but the whole experience was awesome. So then we walked down Music Row. It looks like a Friday night. I mean, every bar, it's got somebody playing. There's people. The roads are closed. We go into this uh, the Valentine or whatever. It's not real crowded. Real good band playing. We sat in there. One of the other guys came and met us, and man, it was the perfect night. I asked John the next morning before I left. I said. Where can I sign up for this? A free room at a Marriott uh, and uh, free suite and drinks. He goes, I don't know, but we're going to try again someday. <laughs> so that was our trip down to Nashville. Unfortunately for John, he did the game last night. I watched it. Bellarmine struggled. They lost 90-74, to 74, and they go to Austin P tomorrow night uh, to play. I believe it's at 8 o'clock, and Bellarmine got eliminated last night from the uh, A-Sun tournament. So. I know it's been tough, John's first year, but uh, great experience, and uh, I enjoyed it very much so. I did want to back up a little bit, though, because you said perfect night was not a perfect night because you all – you hit the puck line, but oh, that, that over, right. that over did that. not cash for you. So it's two to one first period. Yeah. I mean, we're like – Nashville's up two to one. We got, we're going over six and a half. I mean, we're giving a puck and a half, so we're good there. And we're like, man, that's great. We got three – we got three goals to start. We only need we only need you know four more the rest of the game. Two and two would be beautiful. Yeah. Now nah, it didn't happen. Right, so, they didn't even score in the second period, did they? No. Both no. goals, both other goals came in the fourth or yeah. the third. Excuse me. But I haven't been to uh, NHL game forever, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, that's an awesome experience. Yeah, they're fun, man. So that was cool. But you know, so that that was my experience with John, and I, I left him behind. So. Uh, yeah, I, I typically I'll I'll tune into hockey here and there throughout the season, but that was by far the most I had watched of a game this year. I, I think I watched the entirety of the second and the third periods. Yeah, and and the cool part was I do watch hockey. My son, Otis Boy, likes hockey. So and me and John bet the Edmonton Oilers. So I sat up last night and watched the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> last night. So, they get it done. Yeah, they got it done. They're uh, rolling. Uh McDavid with uh, a goal in O T to win the game. Uh, last night He's so awesome. against St. Louis. So, well, I get away from hockey and around, away from me and John and get to the bad news of the day. Uh, bad news of the day, 84-59, Duke beats the Cardinals. Man, Duke, uh, Scoot, 
they just don't have enough firepower, man. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to play four guards most of the time to have their best lineup, and and there's just there's just not enough there. And I kind of agree with John some on Duke. Not sold on Duke either. Watching them play, they, they they're a good team. But uh, what's your opinion on Duke, man? I I don't love Duke either. I don't. I mean. What they did last night is exactly what they should do against a struggling Louisville team, right? So I, I don't, I don't really put in too much stock into that game last night. But overall, I, I, I don't know, I, for, and I can't even put my finger on it. But for whatever reason, I just, I'm not a Duke guy. I don't. I've, I've had years in the past where I believed in Duke, but this is not one of those. Yeah, I, I'm the same. Like I said, I said that before, but uh, the cards, man, eight and twenty on the year. Three and fourteen in the ACC. That's just not acceptable. Mm-hmm. I know last year was bad. And I know the Chris Mack thing and all the things that have happened before, but that just can't happen. That's they've lost four in a row now. They've lost five in a row to Duke, and uh, this there's some these numbers blow me away. Thirty second lost by double digits, and the fourteenth by twenty points under Kenny Payne. Jeez, I mean anybody that thinks Kenny Payne has a chance of coming back. I think you're nuts. That, did you hear Ed yesterday? I heard a little. I was, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I, I've got home and I didn't get a chance to listen. I just heard a few minutes. Yeah, he was, he was saying that he thinks that Kenny Payne will get a third year, and actually fired up some, fired up some listeners. We had a caller, Jerry called in and was like, hey, "Ed, you're wrong," and he he had <laughs> fired old Jerry up. It was, it was very entertaining. Well, you just got to go back to the history of U of L, and I, I think Kenny, I. I think Kenny Payne was kind of forced into this job. And you, ha- as a head coach at that level, you have to have some personality. Kenny's a great guy. Everybody I know that knows Kenny loves Kenny. But when you get up every time and you go, you know, we kids have to play harder. And we, I know there's nothing to say, but there's just nothing there. It's just like it's it's just like a blank. I'm I'm so tired of the and we were talking about this a little bit on Rutherford on Tuesday. But I, I'm tired of the disclaimer with Kenny. Like, how come anytime anybody brings him up, they have to hit him, hit us with the, well, he's a good guy and just a standout fella. Okay, but he can't coach. It's awesome that he's a great guy, but why do we have to put that disclaimer out there? I, you're right, and I, I just did it. So I don't, I don't care what type of guy he is. The dude can't win. If you can't win in college basketball with all the money that's being paid to coaches, now to players, the transfer portal, all those good things, then you can't be around. I mean, they're they're going to fire me and you, Scoot, if 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 we really stink here. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to just uh, – when I did my job for 34 years, well, if I didn't do my job, they found somebody else to do it because it, it, it all goes uphill. And a guy like Josh Hurd, I mean, he's jeopardizing himself mm-hmm. if he keeps Kenny Payne, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. We do have a text on Thornton's text line in regards to this. Texter says, bad news. It's good news that Louisville got smacked. If it were close or Louisville pulls a monumental upset, it lets the Ed Peaks of the world think there is a chance for KP3. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that KP3, hit. I like that. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> and, and you know what happened last night, too, is they were eliminated from the 11th seed. Now, eliminated from the 11th seed. I loved when I saw that. I'm like, they got eliminated? I mean, usually you get eliminated from, like, uh, top – three, four seeds, the 11th. So they're going to be uh, from 12 to 15 in the AC tournament. Oh, they're going to be 15. Who are you kidding, Tony? Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm trying to be nice, Scoot. <laughs> uh, Trey White last night had 15 points. Uh, BHH had 11. 
Johnson had 11 and Clark had 10. And there's just nothing else there. You know, Caleb Glenn gives you a few every once in a while. You know, you, you get, you know, Williams, I don't even think scored last night. So you're not going to go to Duke or anywhere and beat teams like that. Well, they just don't have the firepower. Yeah. And, and it makes you wonder, like, there's been a lot of issues with Louisville this season, whether it was Dennis Evan, that Flowers kid that left early in the preseason, even Cron Davis. I mean, if those guys, three guys are still on the roster, you've instantly got more depth. Now, whether those guys can are actually good at basketball, that's I, – I, I don't know if you can say that or not, but you, it at least gives you those depth pieces where you're not being forced to play six, seven guys every night like Louisville has. Yeah, and – you got to have guys to put guys in for when they're playing bad, yeah. even if they don't play well, like you said. But, yeah, that's man, it's it's just been a train wreck, a dumpster fire, whatever you want to call it, all those things. A couple other numbers. Duke shot 54% from the field. They shot 53 from the three-point line. And 17 of their 32 baskets were either layups or dunks. That's pretty efficient. Uh, and that, that just shows you. And then Louisville, offensively, Louisville's one for 11 from the three-point line in the first half. For the game, they end up three for 17, which is 17%. They oh, so they, they went two for six in the second half. That's pretty good. Well, you know, <laughs> they, they got, you know there, there's a positive. <laughs> they were out-rebounded 43-24. to 24. I mean, 43-24. to 24. Hard I, to win a game like that. I know when you have White and Johnson and Clark and those guys on the court the whole time, you're not going to get a lot of rebounds, but you got to figure out a way. But this is – I've just got all these numbers that I love. In Kenny Payne's tenure, Louisville has played four games on ESPN. On That's the mothership, it? Two this year and two last year. It's the only time they've played on ESPN on the main channel. That is wild. I mean, I just – I kind of scratch my head on that one. I mean, a Louisville basketball game against the top team, it was all, always – you know, it was one of the, the, the Saturday night games. You know, if you got Duke or North Carolina or somebody like that, you know, been to a bunch of the games at the Yum, and all those things are just getting that snowball that, that well, it's a train coming down that hill. There ain't no yeah. snowball. And the, the last thing I'll say about that kind of is, you know, the Wall Street Journal put up that the city of Louisville, 20 out of 21 years, had the biggest viewing audience for the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. And now, Scoot, you answer this one for me. Is U of L fan watching these games? U of L fan, may, probably not. I don't know. Not. I mean, not the Louisville games now, but they'll watch the tournament. Yeah, but are, are they watching the Louisville games like last night? Are they? Are they just staying like you kind of do about Indiana every once in a while? You know, I don't really want to watch. I'll just score watch. Yeah, but I, do you, do you feel obligated sometimes to watch? It's like that's my team. I know it stinks, but you know, I, I don't want to say a loyal fan does that, but because. Sometimes you just get sick. It's like a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, you really like her. You like being with her, and all of a sudden you're like, eh, I don't know about that anymore. Yeah, you I'm, I'm going to go do that, something else. You, you find that one quirk about her that you just can't get past. And, yeah, I mean, I just I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say because, yeah, I do do that for Indiana, but Indiana, as bad as things have been, are not even close to where Louisville is right now. So if I put myself in the shoes of a Louisville fan, am I watching these games? Heck no. Heck no. I'm 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 maybe going to check the score the next morning, look through a few stats, but I, I at this point I'd be so checked out it wouldn't even be funny. Yeah, it's it's just would be incredibly hard, you know, for people just to keep doing it. Well, well and if here's the thing, Tony, if they're if they're losing games even in the 
with the margins that they are, 20, 25 points, 30 points, whatever, what have you. If As long as I'm seeing effort on the floor, I'd be okay with it. But that's the thing with Louisville is you're not seeing effort. They're just going out there starting the games like they know they're going to lose by 25, 30 points every night. And from a fan perspective, that's not a very fun way to watch basketball. No. What do you think Saturday night, 8 o'clock, ACC Network, Louisville and Syracuse, what kind of crowd? After the loss to Duke and it's at everything. the Yum Center? It's at the Yum. Four. 4,500, 5,200 at the most. Yeah, and that, and that's just a Saturday night game. Syracuse coming in. That used to be 15,000. You know, oh, yeah. 20,000. E- easy, easy 15,000 in there. But, well, we'll let the Louisville fan off the hook now. We'll go ahead and take that <laughs> break, Scoot. And uh, I did forget to tell the people about the hotline called the M&M hotline at 502-384-1450. And the Thornton's text line. I didn't have time to stop today and get my Thornton's. Feel the chill. Oh, Scoot, pick me up. All right. That's 502-414-1450. And uh, we'll take a break, Scoot. Back here in studio with Scoot and Tony. That's the name of the show, Scoot and Tony. I like it. All right, that's good. Hey, a couple uh, ads just to cover here. Did you ever go to Park Mammoth last year and play golf? Oh, yeah. Have you ever been out there? Years and years ago, oh, and it wasn't very man. nice. And everybody I've talked to said they've done a phenomenal job there. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I can't wait to see the clubhouse. They are When we were there last year, they had started breaking ground for the clubhouse. And so I'm excited to go back there this year, check it out. It was the course is really short, so if you go, Tony, I would suggest playing from the back tees. Um, we played from one tee up from the back, and I think at the end of the round we had wished that we played the back because it's just it's not a, all that long of a course. But, yeah, it's it's gorgeous. A lot of elevation change, a lot of great views. It's it's fantastic. What was the first hole like? Do you remember? Uh, you start up on top of a super high hill, and you drive it. I mean, you, it's a pretty it's a straight drive, but the drop is – pretty okay pretty so crazy they've changed it from 100 years ago it was like a dog leg real short it was a weird hoe so uh i'm riding back on 65 by myself yesterday and mm-hmm. uh you know i i thought went right past the old park mammoth exit and i thought man I, then then i heard the commercial and i was like wow i had my shady rays on because the you know, sun's out and everything's going pretty good and i stopped at thornton so hey you know and, <laughs> you nailed them nailed them all and, and i had to drop my son off in eminem cardi so uh <laughs> Every, everything, you know, pretty good with the, the sponsors there. But one thing I, I forgot to say about the Louisville game, can you believe Filipowski played? I thought he was going to be in the hospital for months. Yeah. <laughs> with the way he was crying, yeah, you would have thought so. Yeah, he had nine <laughs> points and ten rebounds. When I see on uh, going across the bottom of ESPN, uh, they 30 minutes before the game they decided to play him. He didn't look like he was hurt too bad. <laughs> so, I mean – I'm not getting into the court storming thing. I know at the Kentucky game, they put it up on the board. Please do not, you know, go under the court. Yeah, thanks and, for jinxing them. Yep. So, well, we'll let that go. But By the we, way, we do have another text yeah. in regards to the Louisville game. Buzz texts in. He says, he watched last night, but he switched it over many times because it was so bad. Little defensive effort, not much of a rebounding effort, and he did the wordle during the game. Are you familiar with wordle? Yes, but I don't do it, but I'm I'm, I'm familiar with it. Do you? No, I don't do it. Well, I had the game on. I, I watched pretty much the whole game. I had my three televisions, and my, as John would say, and my, 
my sports bar basement. <laughs> but I had on the Tennessee Auburn game too, and uh, I was flicking to some of the SEC games. But you know, leading into the SEC, I know Kentucky played Tuesday night. I know y'all talked about it yesterday, but I do want to go over a few things about for the Kentucky fan here. You know, people, everybody thinks that you have a ton of losses when you have eight losses these days because back in the day, you only lost three or four games. Mm-hmm. It's just a different world out there now. Kentucky's 20-8. and eight. A lot more parity. Yeah, and, and they're 10-5 and five in the conference. They're, they're still tied for the fourth spot now, tiebreakers and other games last night. The other SEC teams looked like they were going to help Kentucky out last night, and they didn't do a very good job. By, you know, I had the games on. Auburn, actually the Tennessee-Auburn game probably helped Kentucky. Uh, Tennessee wins ninety two to eighty four. Yeah, thanks Auburn. They were getting seven and a half. Appreciate oh, that. So you you were on you were on the Tigers. I was on the Tigers. Oh man, by half a point. Dalton connect with thirty nine points, and he, he you know he's had a few off games, but he's an NBA player. Oh man. yeah, he, what, I mean he's going to be a high draft choice because he can shoot it. He's got good size. He's athletic. I mean, how did that guy hide all the way up till now? Right. I mean that's yeah. crazy. Uh, Alabama, who was down early to Ole Miss, looks like Kentucky's going to get help from Ole Miss at home. And then Alabama puts up 103 on them. They just went off on them in the second half, 103 to 88, that Alabama beats Ole Miss. And then the game that really hurt Kentucky was the South Carolina-Texas A&M game. Uh, A&M came back in that game. Uh, South Carolina goes down, and Zach Davis scores a bucket right at the end of the game. So it's a two-point game. A&M gets the ball. They throw it in to Wade Taylor. He comes across half court. He trips and falls. Mm. Oh, South Carolina gets their sixth road win of the season, and that would have really helped Kentucky if A&M could have pulled that one off. A&M itself. was five-and-a-half-point favorites in that. Did you know that? No, I didn't see that. Five-and-a-half-point favorites for A&M. That, that line was one of the goofiest lines I've ever seen. And they're telling you to bet A&M, and uh, if you did, it didn't work out too good for you. It didn't. So, yeah, but that's six road wins this year for South Carolina. Who wow. saw that coming? In conference or just total? It just says six. Uh, you know, that's a good point. It just says six road <laughs> wins. I, I wrote it down. Research uh, is optional. Yeah, I, I did some research. I had to you hustle did? Yeah, here, you got man. a couple pages got, up here. I got all kinds of stuff to, to back <laughs> me up in case I run out of uh, stuff to say. And Florida beats Missouri. Missouri played them close most of the game. Kentucky could have used Florida losing in that one. So, mm-hmm. uh only help that Kentucky got was from Tennessee. And and if that game goes the other way, Tennessee gets another loss in conference too. So there's a whole lot of looks there. But going back to the Cats, uh, you know, that game the other night, 91-89. You know, Kentucky was down 13 points in the second half. And we were watching it. trying. To, I, we didn't want to watch the Kentucky game in the suite. The other guys were the same thing. We're like, we came here to watch a hockey game. We didn't come here to watch a basketball game. But <laughs> the perfect thing that happened was between the first and second period was the end of the Kentucky-Mississippi State game. So everybody in there was was watching the game. And how good was Reed Shepard? Oh, I know you all awesome. been talking about yeah. it in the morning. But, I mean, no matter – he's he's done it up to now. But that 32-5-7 and seven in a game winner, I mean, Kentucky fans like the Savior has shown up. Yeah, it was. I mean, we've been Reed's been really good all year, right? But we haven't seen him just take off like that. I mean, he's he's put up decent numbers scoring wise, but far from what we saw the other night, which made it a lot of fun. And I, I did say this on roll call, but the fact that on that final play, that DJ Wagner and I don't know how you felt about this, but 
for the for three four seconds there it felt like oh no this is this is a spot where DJ is gonna feel like he needs to make it happen but then he passed it to Reed who was the hot hand so that was awesome like such a great decision by DJ that's getting slept on because Reed ends up making the shot but that I mean that starts because of DJ not feeling like he has to be the guy in that situation yeah I agree I agree hundred percent because I thought the same thing he's gonna panic he's gonna shoot a fallaway jumper. And Kentucky's going to lose the game. But the the thing that Kentucky has going for him in that situation, if Wagner does have the ball on the court, you've got Reeves trailing on one side. You've got Shepard trailing on the other side. You've got Dillingham on the outside. You can't leave any of those guys because you can lose the game right there. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job on, on Wagner. But, man, Shepard just what, – what impresses me about him, it's not the 11 for 14 or any of that stuff, is every time he does it, you know, the other guys are going nuts. He's walking back to the foul line. He's walking to where he's going. It's like he expects to do it. Yeah. And that's what, as a coach, that's what I love, man. With with the exception of the end of the game after he made the shot. Yeah. He, he, he had a big old smile on his face. He was high-fiving all of his teammates, and you can just tell how much that moment meant to him. But typically, yeah, I agree with you. Reed's very – he carries himself in a very professional way on the floor, almost like he's not a freshman which has been a lot of fun to see this season. Yeah, it's it's almost like he's been groomed for this all mm-hmm. his life, and he probably has to a point, but nobody's groomed for that stuff. Well, they asked him in the post game about that shot. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I did see. <laughs> he was like, about, yeah, I grew up in my backyard doing that my whole life. Well, didn't you do it in your backyard? Oh, of course. I did too. I'm sure I you mean, did, yeah. Countdown, five, <laughs> four, three, two, let it go, man. Ah, you win the game, and you know. That's, that's, and we all did the crowd noises as oh, well. Oh, yeah, you had to go. <laughs> Made your hands up, you know, pointing at the crowd or high-fiving. Everybody listening is going, I did that too. Man. Oh, yeah. I did it's that It's very too. relatable. Yeah. And, you know, once again, Antonio Reeves, he's got 21 points. He's 8 for 15 from the field. He just kind of does his thing. And everybody just, oh, yeah, Reeves have 20? Oh, yeah. But he's so smooth. And where do you look at him as an All-American? Where do you kind of place him? Do you put him up, you know? with those guys i mean i would the the only thing that's potentially going to hurt him is that he's all season long has been overshadowed by these freshmen by by the guys that came in and and they've all played really well as well but reed antonio reeves how many games tony can you think back to and think man that was a, a great antonio reeves game i mean only a handful maybe maybe two three Maybe four games you can think back and and we're like, man, Antonio Reeves was awesome. But then you delve through his stats from the games this season, and it's like 25, 23, 20, 21. He's always around that 20-point mark, and I just feel like majority of the games, you don't even realize that he's doing it until you go look at the box score after the conclusion. Yeah, you know when Kentucky beat Mississippi State the first time, Scoot, 90-77, to Reeves had 27 points in that game, and nobody remembers that. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, 27. When Kentucky guys scored 27 in a game, you know, they had a parade for them in the last five <laughs> or six years. You know, it's just like, come on, man. But it's just become so normal for him, and that's. I, I hope that Kentucky fans aren't taking him for granted because he really has had an awesome season, and I don't think Wildcats are where they are right now without Reeves. And you know, he he, he questioned coming back. He did. You know, the freshman had to kind of go pull his strings and say, man, we need you. You're, you're the missing link. And, uh, 
Shepard, Dillingham, and Reeves the other night, in the last 20 minutes of that game, scored 46 of the 56 points Sheesh. Kentucky scored. So that's that, that, that's crazy. And two of those guys, they don't start. Yeah. So you got to love that as a Kentucky fan. They ended Mississippi State's five-game winning streak. And Josh Hubbard's 34 points. How good was he in that game? Yeah, he was awesome. You know what he did in the first game? Uh, I'm going to guess nothing. One out of 11 from the field and one of nine from the three-point line. Wow. Man. He is the all-time leading scorer, I think, in the state of Missouri. Uh, no, uh, in Louisiana. And they talked about that the first game. I kept watching him. They go, you know, don't let him go off. If he goes off, watch out. And he didn't, but he made up for it. So, you know, he's basically, you know, he scored 37 points in two games against Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he, he was phenomenal. And a couple questions for you. Um, Big Z. Mm-hmm. I'd play him. What I always tell people is they, they, you know, first thing you look at is defense. And there's games you got to take guys out because the guy's killing you on the other end. But when he's on the floor offensively, even if he's not scoring, he's another option the other team has to play. You know, you're not just dropping off and, and defending the basket. It's hard to defend the basket when he's in the game at the high post. And I think he's made a difference too on that team. And sometimes you just gotta, you gotta forget what guys don't do well, mm-hmm. unless it's just killing you that night. What, what's your opinion on big Z? Yeah, I, I like big Z a lot. I, I think he's very raw. It's, it's going to take him some time. The one thing with him that I think about is the off season. If he's able to get into the weight room, put on some muscle and be able to go bang down low with those guys. Although he doesn't really have to do that because he's, he's so dynamic from beyond the perimeter. So uh, yeah, he's, he's an interesting case. If it came down to him, Onyenzo, and Bradshaw, one of them comes back, would it be Big Z for you that you would want out of those three? It would be. And Onyenzo, I would have said a few weeks ago just because defensive, but when when they, like I said, when they put Big Z in the game, it opens up the floor even more because of passing. And if he can get in, if they can keep him and Bradshaw for another year and get them stronger – they can play those two guys together. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, you can play off of that. Got to remember, Trey Mitchell still hasn't played in weeks. Uh, when they bring him back, hopefully, if you're a Kentucky fan, he doesn't have to play the minutes he's played. And he played a ton of minutes early in the year. But these other guys like Thierro and Edwards and Z, it really makes it easier to bring Mitchell back and work him in. And do you think when they bring him back, they'll start him or bring him off the bench? I think they will start him. And that's just that's – just- mo for cal right i mean he's he, you didn't he stays, do anything wrong he stays true to his starting lineups that he wants to trot out there and to be honest with you trey mitchell only played that many minutes early in the season because of injuries and now seemingly kentucky once they get him back is going to be 100 percent healthy so yeah it's, it's going to be an interesting dynamic when he does get back somebody's going to have to lose minutes i mean we've talked about it on roll call whether that's Adu losing some minutes or Justin Edwards losing minutes. It's a tough call because Adu, Adu's a guy you need out there. Justin Edwards the last couple of weeks has been playing fantastic, so you feel like you need him out or you need him out there as well. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. I, I do not envy John Calipari, I'll tell you that. It's a good problem, good problem to have because when Edwards comes back, if a guy like Thierro or Edwards is struggling, that stretch four makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And they when he plays with Anyenso, it helps Anyenso too because it clears everything out. He can just hang around the basket because sure. they got four guys on a perimeter. I, I know Edwards on a perimeter been shooting well lately, but, you know, Thierro every once in a while. But Thierro needs lanes to get to the bucket. But, man, that that's a guy 
that over two years has improved probably more than almost anybody in college. The basketball. only thing Aduthiero needs is elbow pads and knee pads because he spends so much time on the floor. Yeah, it's he incredible. does. Incredible. Incredible. He gets up off a high off the floor when he's not on the floor. He though. is. He's been a lot of fun to watch, and I think he is definitely outshined his expectations coming into this season i don't think kentucky fans expected this out of a arrow but he is the one guy on the team that arguably tries harder than any other player on that team and i'm not saying that guys don't try hard but he's just he's a dog man he's he's always trying to just hustle and get and get the ball for his team it's he's been a lot of fun this year yeah he's the kind of guy you need on your team guy can defend a little bit they've yeah. done a better I know everybody looks at the points they've given up in the last games, 89 and 95. And the 95 game when you're scoring 117 or whatever. Well, and a lot of those came late, too. Yeah, a lot of them were right? And, and I, believe me, even at that level, it's hard to keep them tuned in when you're winning that big. Mm -hmm. You know, guys start taking you know bad shots. Guys don't play as hard on defense. But, uh, you know, you see Alabama come back last night and uh, score a bunch of points when they were down, you know, down early in the game. And so the – SEC right now, man, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I, I, the Big 12 might be the best conference overall, but I agree with what they said last night on the game, uh, the other night on the, the game that, you know, the S, uh, I think it was, no, it was uh, Seth Greenberg said, you got to come and play in the SEC. You don't come on a night and you don't put points up and play, and it's more athleticism now than it's been in the past. You're going home with an L, baby. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yep, those are uh, – well, you know, the Kentucky fan is pleased right now, and uh, you don't hear as many people calling Cal out. And when Cal wins those games, he, he likes to, you know, likes to talk. He doesn't like talk when he loses, but he likes to talk. He's, he's kind of full of it. But we, and poor Louisville fan who's had to take their lumps here, and doesn't like to see those Kentucky wins. But a uh, lot going on with the Kentucky and Louisville. They're just going different ways, Scoot. Yeah. Before we get to a break, a couple more texts in okay. from Buzz. He says he would love to have Reeves as a teammate. And then also ask, do you guys think Cal will shorten the bench at tournament time? How will he do that? I, I think in a way he will shorten it, but he's going to play those four guards. I yeah. mean, he's going to play Wagner and those other three guys. And are you going to sit Edwards and Tierra? You just got to pick times when they're playing well or not playing well in my book with those guys. Because, you know, Reeves plays the three spot a lot because you got Dillingham and Shepard on the floor. You don't want Reeves off the floor. Right. And then the big guys are just, you know, who's going to play well that night? And uh, the guy that's lost the time is, is Bradshaw. You know, Bradshaw's kind of got pushed to the side, but mm -hmm. if, if he's, he's got to produce when he's on the floor. So I don't think he'll shorten it a whole lot. I think he'll just play who's playing well that night, and that's a great luxury to have that, hey, you're not playing well tonight, you're sitting, man. We're going to put another guy in. I, I, as a coach and me personally, I tell my kids that. I say, look, yeah, there's only so minutes in a, minutes in a game. When you get in there, it's your job to do your job, or somebody else is going to do it. And yeah. plain and simple, and well, I think that's what you'll see. The only change that I see is, I mean, if Kentucky's able to stay healthy, you're just not going to see Jordan Burks anymore. No, I mean no, he he no. won't he won't find the floor. But I think everything else will. I think Cal will stay true to what he's done all season long. Well, there's nobody really hurts him. So yeah. I mean, if you got a guy in there that's not doing their their thing, and like we saw Edwards go ten for ten in a game, you seem the arrow do these things and you, and you got Mitchell. So, you know, I, I think at night to night guys don't play well at that bench. I always tell my guys, you know what? You can be an assistant coach. You can come over here and sit next to us and help. So yeah. it's pretty good thing to do, but, uh, you are listening to Spears on sports, but this is the scoot and Tony show today. <laughs> Go to break scoot. Anywhere you are. 
Welcome back to the Scoot and Tony Show here on Thursday from the beautiful city of Louisville, Kentucky, out here on Taylorsville Road next to Thornton. Looks great outside, but I know it's freezing cold. It's not that bad. It's it's nope. a, it's a little nice. The wind's not blowing, so mm. it's not as cool as it's been. And uh, but we're getting ready for some good weather, Scoot. And uh, I'm getting I'm just getting the itch, man. I'm getting the itch. Golf get the club time, out. baby. We'll get out and play some this year. I, yeah, I, I've if, heard that before. If if I can work my schedule around, uh, hopefully with my son. It opens me up. I mean, I already, I already gave you the solution. All we got to do is kick Herb to the curb, and I'm in. <laughs> I love that Herb to the curb. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna do a little John Spears here. Uh, you know, there's two system bets. Hey, oh, let's hear them. So only three ranked teams tonight playing, and the one that's not is Washington State. They're at home against uh, Southern Cal, seven and a half. Who are you liking that one, Scoot? Number nineteen Cougars. Uh, you said they're at home? Yes. I think we've been on a good roll with the Cougars, so I'm just going to keep riding that way. Like we say, me and you both like Cougars. Absolutely. So we'll go to the two system games now. Pepperdine, the Waves, where I wanted to go play baseball in Did college. you really? Yes. You ever seen the campus? <laughs> I heard it's like right on the ocean, It's right. right. It's Malibu, man, yeah. right on the beach. They used to have the Network Stars thing there, and they'd show a, a aerial view. Mm-hmm. Pepperdine always has good baseball teams, and I always said, I'm going to go play baseball at Pepperdine in my – and uh, Phoenix Hill Richard would always say to me, you'd go out there and you wouldn't last a semester. You wouldn't go to class. <laughs> Could you have played baseball at that level? Uh, I played a few semesters at, at UofL. I played Did you at, really? Yeah. I, I didn't I, know that. I played on a state championship team at St. X in 81. I had my struggles that year. Was, you know, I, I, could, I could really run, hit a little bit, and uh, my weakness was my arm. I was a middle infielder most of my life, went to the outfield. And uh, I don't I, – I couldn't have played at Pepperdine, but – in that day and age, just strength-wise and everything. But mm. it was the place, man. I I, I dreamt about Pepperdine. <laughs> I mean, the girls on the beach walking out of class, uh, <laughs> the weather, everything. But Pepperdine at, at 12 and 18 is playing uh, St. Mary's, and that's at 11 o'clock on CBS tonight. And uh, St. Mary's is 15 and a half at ooh, Pepperdine. Ooh, ooh, give me Pepperdine Give there. us the waves, baby. You kidding me? We're 15 riding, and a half? Riding the waves. Oh, that's juicy. Yeah, I'll be betting that one. <laughs> and the other one out, everything's West Coast on Thursday night. You can't get any decent games. All the women women games are usually on Thursday. We've got San Francisco, the Dons at home, who are 22-7, and seven, and they got the Zags. The Zags at 22-6 and six are coming to San Fran, and the Zags are three and a half. Ooh, I like that one, too. I'm, I'm playing both system bets tonight. There you go. Uh, Although, uh, last night's system was pretty horrible. Was it? I'm trying to look. 0 for 2, 0 for 3. Yeah, 0 for 3 last night. Ooh. Well, well John wasn't here to talk about That's it. That's true. I mean, did Ed talk about it? Uh, no. We talked about the slate, not not so much in a system type of manner. Well, Ed, when you're in here, you got to go over to the system games. Ed will be here tomorrow, by the way. Oh, Ed's coming in yep. again tomorrow? Well, back, well, back again tomorrow. Well, you keep keeping you working, man. I love it. Keeping you working. John doing all these road trips costing me money, but not now. Well, John should be good after this week yeah. because the Knights, unfortunately, are not going to play in the A-Sun tournament. I don't want to keep bringing that up, but it's <laughs> uh, just been a rough year, man. It's, the, the, the Knights have had so many injuries and some close games, and uh, but there was one guy happy on Tuesday and Wednesday. Me and John, John requested to get double beds, mm-hmm. and uh, they were taking all the players, and Alex Freem, Alex Freem who is a player – couldn't make the trip. So Ben Johnson, the sharpshooter, got to switch rooms. He got the king size bed 
and we got the the double beds. Oh, and, nice! And he walked out. And he goes, "I think we both won." He didn't have a roommate. <laughs> he had a king size bed. I'm like, that you know, a college student doesn't ask for much on the road. They they get uh, their meals and everything taken care of. But unfortunately, the Knights did not uh, did not play. They got lit up in the second half at Lipscomb last night. But let's change a little bit of speed here. We're, we're going to talk girls basketball real quick. Scoot Caitlin Clark. She passed uh, uh, Lynette Woodward last night with 3,650 points, her 17th, 17th triple-double. Yeah. Had 33 points, and she's 18 points short of the pistol. Pete Maravich, one of my idols. Which she will pass in the next game. By the way, Iowa 17-0 and in the games that she has a triple-double. So that's really when you think about the career of Caitlin Clark and you look at all the records she's going to end up holding at the end of her career, keep in mind she could still come back another year too. Whether that happens or not, I, I have no idea. But the, the triple-double thing is one of the only records she doesn't have. She is second all-time, but I think Ionescu had 26, I want to say, in her career. So that's really one of the only records that she doesn't hold. I mean, she's going to lead everything else by the time she's done. Yeah, and, and Jay Williams said something about she was not one of the greatest women players or whatever yeah. he said. Something stupid that he always mm-hmm. says. He always puts his foot in his mouth. <laughs> and uh, anybody that watches women's basketball, Caitlin Clark has changed that game. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got a trivia question for you, Scoot. You're Let's not, do it. You're not going to have to name. It is Trivia Thursday. The players, but you're going to have to give me the school. And we're going to throw out the second leading scorer in the nation because that is who? Zach Edney. Is it, uh, Edie, I've said. Overall? He is the number two scorer in the country right now. 20, oh, okay. 23.7. Yeah. So I had to throw him out. I know you wouldn't want to talk about him with, with 12 rebounds a game. He can suck it. All right, in the top five, there's four other. Give me one school that has one of the leading scorers in the country in the top five. Uh, Tennessee. Nope. Dalton Connects not in the top five? No, he's not. You kidding me? He is not. Oh, man, this is going to be a lot harder than I anticipated. It's, uh, I'll, it, I'll give you a hint. They're it, not big schools. So Kentucky's not on there either? No. Reeves is number 33 in the country at 19-9. Shooting. He's 33 in the country at a smidge below 20? Yep. That's incredible. 19.9, he's shooting 44.2 from the three-point line. I'm trying to think of teams who have big score. I, I don't know. While you're thinking, I'll give you a, another. Number 15 in the country is former Kentucky player averaging 21 points a game. Who would that be? Keon Brooks. Keon Brooks out at Washington is averaging 21 points a game. He's 15th in the country, and unfortunately for the – Oh, for the guys out there on the West Coast, that transfer portal did not help them. Helped maybe his stock, but didn't help him winning games and getting to the tournament. All right, I'm going to go with a couple Final Four teams from a year ago. Florida Atlantic? Nope. San Diego State? Nope. I got nothing. I'll give them to you. Denver, Hofstra, Southern Illinois, and Western Carolina are your top guys. I mean, three of those schools, Tony, I would have never I know. I knew Western you, Carolina? I, I knew you weren't Hofstra? I, I, I just Denver threw it out there. I didn't even know Denver had if a. If anybody at home, leading scorer is <laughs> Bruner. He's from uh, Denver, averaging twenty five a game. But getting off that, I just threw that out there. I want to see anybody at home even <laughs> guess one. But Reed Shepard is seventh in the country in steals at two point seven a game. Mm-hmm. Seventh in the country. So, man, I mean, and you know, the other night he had two. He had two steals and he had two block shots to add to that. 32, 5, and 7. It's just incredible. So, you know, 
just thought I'd you know throw that out there. Got some got some other tidbits we'll hit up here at the end of the show. Anthony Kim, you ever heard that name? Oh yeah. Anthony Kim is AK. going to the Live Tour. Twelve year hiatus from golf. He's thirty eight years old. He'll be a wild card Friday in the Live. Is anybody doesn't know he got hurt. And if he played golf because he had an insurance policy of $10 million, he would lose the $10 million. Oh, so is that what happened? Livter is going to pay his $10 million. Wow. And he's going to be a wild card player. He's not going to be on a team in the live. And I don't know who watches the live and who doesn't, but that's why Anthony Kim is coming back. He's got a ponytail. He had shorts on his shirt <laughs> untucked the other day working. So they're going to give him a chance. And, uh, so interesting tidbit. He was a, he was on the Ryder Cup teams. He, he won back, I think, in 2012, uh, 2010. He, he won. So just kind of a crazy thing. And uh, I'm just going to hit you with quick tidbits here. Iowa State won last night. They're 22-6. and six. 17 straight home wins for Iowa State, and nobody knows anything about them. So there's another one. Their coach is my number one pick for Louisville, by yes, the way. Yes, and that would be a good pick. But uh, there's a lot of issues that might not get mm -hmm. him there. Baseball, real quick. Shohei Atani, the Dodgers. You know, he's got that seven million, uh, seven hundred million dollar contract for mm -hmm. ten years, and then they signed Yash, uh, uh, Yashi, uh, Yamamoto yeah. for three hundred and twenty-five million for twelve years. They've paid over a billion dollars for two guys, and that is crazy. And they'll probably set the record for most wins this year. Zach Wilson, can you believe the Jets are going to let him seek out trade? <laughs> <laughs> he's twenty-one. He's twelve and twenty-one as a starter. He's thrown in this. He's thrown twenty-three touchdown passes and twenty-five interceptions. Jeez. So they're not real high on that. Luca, uh, Luca, last night, Donkic had a triple double, thirty sixteen and eleven on his twenty-fifth birthday last night. That'll do it. That'll kill you right there. U uh, of L women do play tonight. Uh, they're number twenty-three in the country. They're twenty-two and seven. Uh, Eight o'clock uh, on. ACC Network, they are at the Yum Center. It's a senior night. Baseball-wise, UofL Baseball, 4-4 four and four will play Youngstown State uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 3-1-1. One one. University of Kentucky is 7-1. and one. They play Lipscomb this weekend. And for John Spears, they need to beat them. Um, <laughs> 4 o'clock Friday, 1 o'clock Saturday, 1 o'clock Sunday. This is one of them I love. Tony Gwynn, when he played at San Diego State, had 590 assists. In his 20-year baseball career, he struck out 434 times. Yeah, incredible. Which is crazy. And LeBron last night, they came back and beat the Clippers. I'm not a LeBron fan, but he's one of the greatest players ever. He had more. He outscored the Clippers in the fourth quarter by himself. He sure did. And uh, some high school basketball notes real quick. Shawnee won their first. Uh, they're going to the regional for the first time in, in 2011. Wow. And Eastern beat Ballard last night. Uh, it's been seven years, I believe, since Ballard has not yep, won 2016, it. Yep. Uh, South Oldham beat Oldham County. I know Oldham, Oldham County was one of your favorites to get to the state tournament. They had a steal, and they missed two shots at the end of the game. And on the Big X tonight, you'll hear these voice. You'll hear this voice again of Tony Burke with Matt Lynn. 7 o'clock on the Big X. I wish X. it was these voices. That's going to be a good one. Hey, I always love being with you, Scoot. Thanks for everything, Same. man. Of course.